morning, Gateway Church. Come on now. Good morning, Gateway Church. I know you hear that all the time. You're going, oh, here we go again. That's all right. We're a growing family after God's heart. And today, I'm going to begin with my conclusion. All right? That's how I'm going to start. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking the reason why he's beginning with this conclusion, it has nothing to do with the Viking game that starts at 12 at noon today. All right? How dare anyone would think that a spiritual man like myself would stoop so low and compromise and preach a sermonette. It's not happening, all right? FYI, there will be no coffee and donuts served following the service. I would like everyone to leave the building promptly because I just want you to go home and dwell on this word all afternoon, all right? I'm kidding. I'll only flash the lights a couple of times. Like I said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to end or begin by sharing with you the end, by telling you exactly what I want you to know. That will, listen, the very beginning, I want you to be encouraged in the Lord today. I want every single person here today, no one excluded, no one exempted, no one saying, well, that's not for me, it's for my neighbor, it's for you. This word today from God's word is for you. Listen, if you were the only person who came today, I preach to you with everything I have in my heart. Because you matter. Everybody else stayed home for whatever reason. You came and it's like, well, it's only one. Maybe I'll just save the sermon until next week. I'd preach it to you. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, ultimately it's in you. You want to be like him, right? We say it. I want to be like Jesus. And we really do mean it. But here's the catch. When I say those words, many times it feels more discouraging than encouraging because my reality doesn't match my desire. I know that I'm not the only one who feels like that. So here's what I want you to know on the front end. I want you to write this down somewhere. I'm beginning with the end in mind. Christ-likeness, that's your desire. If you're in Christ, if you've given your life to Christ, then it's in you. Now, you may say, I don't look very much like Christ. Don't, don't talk like that right now. Because Christ-likeness is more than just a possibility. If it's just a possibility, guess who's in trouble? Guess who's striving? Guess who's seeing all the inadequacies and all the failures? If Christ-likeness is only a possibility, I'm in big trouble. But it's not. That's the good news. 
It's a promise. I'm going to take you to a couple of scriptures where the word says that's the case. I have to move from possibility mode to promise mode. I need to know and you need to know as well that Jesus is more committed to you than you are committed to him. It's good news. He promised to bring to completion the work that he started. Philippians 1.8 or Philippians 1.6, my mom's favorite verse, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will what? Complete it. It's not just a possibility, it's a promise. Be encouraged. You might be saying it doesn't look anything like that in my life right now. It's a struggle. But bring your weakness and your frailty to Jesus because he can do more in your weakness than you can do in your strength. So if all you have to give to Jesus today is weakness, give it to him. Watch what he can do with that. So as we go to the word and back all of this up, think about your life right now. Is being like Jesus just a possibility? Is that what it looks like for you? Or is it a promise? You see, I needed a change of perspective. I was seeing it from my viewpoint, how I measured up, how I looked. I was getting discouraged. And then the Lord gave me this gift every once in a while. It's like I know this stuff. It's not like, oh, I didn't know that before. That happens. But this time it was like, it's a promise. Start thinking. Being like Jesus is a promise that he made to me. So we're back in our study of 1 John, all right? That's where I was inspired by these words. We know that the series is entitled On the Grow and In the Know, Going Deep in Christ. We come now to these verses. If you have your Bibles, I really would like to have you open it up, but this is kind of old school. That's all right. If you're old school, great. If not, it's up here on the, the screen. And now, dear children, 1 John 2.28, continue in him so that when Jesus appears, underline that word, appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Underline that word, appearing, appears, and coming. This is the first time in this letter that John talks about the second coming of Christ. In this one verse, he uses two distinctive New Testament words to describe his return. The first word is appearing. You see it right there. So that when he what? Appears. It's the same word when we began the study. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. This is John speaking. Which we have looked at, which our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning who the word of life, Jesus 
the life appeared. The invisible became visible. Something hidden was revealed for thousands of years in the Old Testament. God could not be seen only in a cloud by fire, pillar of fire, the smoke of a mountain, but in Jesus, the invisible God became visible. He appeared. John's saying, I saw him. I touched him. I was with him. When he stilled the waters in that boat, when he was asleep and he stood up and he said, be quiet, be still. I was there. I witnessed it. He appeared. But he ascended into heaven. John was writing to people who hadn't been eyewitnesses. It's like 50 years later. They weren't there. All they heard was the stories. They needed to know that he's coming back again. Fifty generations later, guess who this is for? This is for you and for me. Jesus is coming again. He will appear again. Be confident, unashamed at his coming. It's not just a possibility. It's a promise. What strikes me about John's description, and he goes on to say, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. I hope I'm a child of God. I hope I'm a son. I hope it's, is it possible? I hope. No, it is. That's what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope that Jesus will return in him, purify themselves just as he is pure. What strikes me about John's description of the second coming is how positive and inspiring it is. He wants us to look forward to that day, confident and unashamed. Chapter 3, verse 3, it says right there, and all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. We have this hope. Do you have hope? It's going to happen. For me, when I was a kid, we talked a lot about the second coming of Christ. I, I just want to say thank you to the Lord, my mom, who really loved to talk about the second coming of Christ. It was just a part of what we did in church. Sunday evenings, the preacher would come with his charts. And I don't totally agree with all that theology now, 
But wow, big charts across the platform and scary words. <laughs> I don't think I was really confident and hopeful. It just scared the heaven in me. I mean, <laughs> scary words like Armageddon and the tribulation. And I remember the song that we sang. We watched The Thief in the Night. Anybody see that cheesy movie in the 70s? Thief in the Night. And it was, I was afraid. The song that we sang after the movie, Children Died, The Days Grew. I don't even know the the name of the song, but I remember the lyrics. Some of you are laughing. Children died, the days grew cold, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready. Two men walking up a hill, one disappears, and one's left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come, and you've been left behind that was I was freaked out as a boy what if Christ returns and finds me in a theater watching a movie I'm not kidding you I had these fears you remember back in that day it was kind of like do not go to the the den of idolatry the theaters and my mom just Apple dumpling gang, there can't be anything wrong with that. So we would go, and I would have these thoughts. What if Christ returns, and I'm in here watching this movie? And when I got out of the movie, I was looking around to see, did he come? Am I left behind? You laugh, but I'm telling you, that's, that's what I felt at times, really. I didn't have a very hopeful view of the second coming. I was mostly afraid. How do you feel about the second coming? Does it fill you with hope or fear? Are you ready to meet Christ if he should come back soon? If you're not a Christian or you're on the fringe, you should be afraid. But if you're a believer... John wants us to look forward to this day with what? Great joy and anticipation. It will be a time of completion. Our salvation will be complete. Complete redemption. Complete resemblance. Do you love what that verse says? It's so hopeful. Verse 2. I'll find it. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we're going to be like him. For we shall see him as he is. That's not a possibility. It's a promise. Right now in this life, we struggle to be like Christ. We battle the flesh. Now I'm going to go right to the heart. 
where we live. We struggle against the flesh, the world, the devil. We can't always see clearly what Jesus would, would say or do in any given, given situation. Sometimes we lose sight of him completely. That happened to you. It's like, man, I'm here at church, but I don't know. Last week, I was not like Jesus. Just ask my spouse or my friend or the people that work with me. And if it's just a possibility, we're all in trouble. We're going to see him face to face in all of his glory. Then we're going to be like him completely. But until then, hang on to that hope. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is it's a promise not just a possibility it's not just a maybe there's no maybe about it my mom pronounced maybe you know you remember how she said it right there in the second row you know I love when she would say this you know just because I just love her heart. I've asked her a question. Mom, whatever the question was. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. (laughs) That's how she pronounced maybe. It's like, after a while, I was like, okay, maybe we will, maybe we won't. (laughs) But there's no maybe about this, right? Because it's not a possibility. It's a promise. And I believe it with all my heart. He will return again. And I will be complete. I will be like him totally. Christ, you are becoming the person you long to be. You may not believe that, but it's true. The devil doesn't want you to believe that. He wants to believe, he wants you to believe that you're just going to remain the same old person that I've always been, and that's a lie. If it's a possibility, then it's true, but it's not a possibility. He said, I promise. You're becoming the person you, you long to be, were born to be, and one day you will be, 1 John 3, 1. He said what? You become a child of God. What amazing love God has poured out on us that we should be called what? Children of God, and that is who you are. But what about the ugly times in my life, you say? How could I possibly look like Jesus 
them. Whenever I get the chance to share a little bit of my story with someone who doesn't know about my story, many of you know about my story. You helped me through some really hard times in my life. There's people that come who don't always know. And when they begin to share a little bit of their struggle, it's like the Holy Spirit. Share your story. This is the time. Share your story. I don't know, four or five years ago. I don't remember dates very well, years. I just hit a wall. A lot of things going on in my head, my heart. And I hit that wall. I'm telling you, I hit it hard. It's like I felt like my whole world was just shattered. What about then? I don't look like Jesus. I don't really sound like Jesus. In fact, for well over a month, maybe a couple of months, I told this individual, I, I would try to open up the Bible. It was like I was, felt like I was being mocked, taunted. It's not you. Go ahead, read it. It ain't gonna do any, it's not going to do any good. What did you do? How did you get through it? I discovered that there's a language for the pain I was feeling in my heart. It's called lamenting. That's a whole nother story. But I learned how to lament in a biblical way. And it was my salvation. You see, Christ-likeness wasn't just a possibility in the darkest, most ugly time of my life. I couldn't see what Jesus was doing, but he was doing something there that just maybe would help someone else in their life. Because I'm just like you. promise remains. I'm making you like me, Paul. It's more than just a possibility.